Welcome to the Marketing Boost Solutions Podcast. Join host Marco Torres, co-founder of MarketingBoost.com, internet ninja marketer Christian D. Evans, along with expert guests as they deliver incredible proven solutions to your marketing challenges in each power-packed episode. Captain Marco has guided thousands of entrepreneurs, growing their sales and marketing through the use of value-add incentives. His Facebook groups are home to more than 84,000 entrepreneurs who are raking in sales with his advice. Get ready to be blown away with game-changing lessons for your business. Uh, welcome, everybody, in the Marketing Boost Facebook group. Today, we're going, I don't always go live with one of our podcast interviews on Marketing Boost Solutions, but I decided to go live today with a very special guest who's going to talk to us about uh, selling and how to sell more and how to get it done so that you can add, you know, adding more value for your clients. So, it's all based upon listening more versus constantly talking away. That's why God gave you two ears and one mouth, so you might listen more often than you talk. And uh, we've got the expert here, Diane Hilbig. Uh, did I pronounce that right, Diane? Helbig, yeah. Helbig. Diane Helbig is an award-winning speaker and author, advisor, and trainer. Business leaders and small business owners hire Diane to help them create strategies that work. Uh, her superpower is being pragmatic, poss the possibilities thinker. With Diane's guidance, professionals select goals, create and implement action plans. Uh, she walks along them with, like a guardrails, keeping them from falling off the cliff. Diane is also the author and of uh, Succeed Without Selling, the host of Accelerate Your Growth podcast. Diane's a member of the New Newsweek Expert Forum and a member of the NAWBO Cleveland Board of Directors. So welcome, uh, Diane, to the show, and uh, hopefully our Marketing Boost uh, members will enjoy what we've got to talk, uh, chat about today. Uh, thanks so much for having me here. Oh, you're welcome, Diane. I'm excited to talk to you because all of us in this marketing and our Marketing Boost community, we're all entrepreneurs. We've got about 30,000 members in this Facebook group that we just uh, pushed live to. And, uh, you know, we're all hungry to figure out how to sell more, how to lead our staff better, how to acquire more clients. And at the end of the day, we're all in it for a bottom line, a better lifestyle, better income, uh, you know, the laptop lifestyle, whatever it might be, everybody's individual goals is whether it's be able to pay the rent this month or whether it's be able to employ the next, you know, bunch of people. But uh Everything, you know, talking to experts like you is what I really enjoy in bringing, bringing some content to our listeners, ideas, something that might spark them or motivate them to be more successful. So I kind of want to turn it over to you, Diane. Tell us your story. Tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are, what inspired you to write a book, and so on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> short version is... Uh, in late 2005, my father passed away, which was a catalyst, I guess, for me. I had two small kids at the time, you know, married, small kids, safe, secure, sales job, uh, and but wasn't fulfilled. And so um, through conversations with people and really doing some exploration, I realized what I really wanted to be doing was helping small business owners um, navigate some of the things that they 
were challenged by. And so I launched in early 2006, launched a um, advisory practice and it evolved over the years. And um, part of that ended up being, which I didn't realize at the time, but part of it ended up being public speaking, writing, sharing a lot of information. And that's why I started my podcast. And, um, and what I felt compelled to do was get as much information out to the business community as I could to help them make decisions that, that were going to be more productive for them in their business. So um, a couple of years ago, I, I had previously written a couple of books, but a couple of years ago, I decided that I um, was frustrated by watching so many small business owners and salespeople behave in ways that weren't getting them the results that they wanted, but they weren't realizing that they were doing things that were counter to their goals. So I decided I just had to write this book and I just poured everything that I know into it. I figured if I cover every aspect of the sales process and every part of it, hopefully people will pull those pieces where things aren't really working for them and they'll try these ideas and this mindset and, and all of this and see what sort of difference it makes for them. Strong, strong. And that's been, you know, uh, there's a lot of business coaches out there in the world today. And you being in this realm since 2006 is uh, quite a long time compared to the majority. <laughs> <laughs> to the majority that have come and gone. And uh, tell me about the book that you recently wrote, or I'm not sure how recently actually, but tell me about that and uh, how that helps people. Wonderful. Thank you. So it actually published in December of 2020, uh, Succeed Without Selling. The subtitle is The More You Think About Selling, The Less You'll Sell. And so, you know, the, the whole premise of the book is that we have to change our mindset, that we have to get out of this selling brain and into a curious brain, that we have to realize the more we know about other people, the more we can help them. And the more we can identify who we can help, who we want to help, and how everyone has a place in our orbit, because they aren't everyone is not going to be a client. So we have to let go of that whole thing. If we are curious about who we're talking to, we figure out, are they a resource? Are they a referral source? Are they just a business friend? Are they a potential customer, whatever it is, uh, or are they someone who we want nothing to do with? So, you know, it could be any one of these things. And if we are in sales brain and we're thinking, I just, I got to make a sale. I got to make a sale. I got to make a sale. Everybody no one cares about read. that. Well, everybody could, uh, uh, the mistake most people in sales make is the, the hungrier they are, the more, the more they're in sales mode, the more the client you know, feels it right through the phone, through a Zoom call, even more in person. You can feel that that uh, desperation to make uh -huh. a sale. That, you know, that commission that you've got on your mind. It's all like you're thinking about commission versus, you know, trying to push the old school hard clothes. And uh, it doesn't, you know, it, it pushes people away running from you versus stopping and even wanting to chat with you for a while. Uh, exactly. And the more people get... 
And the more people know that that's what you're all about, sales, 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 even your friends want to avoid you. Everybody in multi-level marketing is often run into the fact that they reach out to everybody in their circle with this multi-level and then they come back with them with another one. <laughs> and everybody's like, please stop. You know? Yeah. But, which is sad, but you know, you would think as friends, we would support our friend in business, but the real problem in my mind comes from how they were approached. They were approached with that sales mode. Hey, buy from me, buy from me, buy this new product I'm pitching, whatever. And you know, everybody loves to, everybody loves to buy stuff, but nobody wants to be sold. Exactly. So you've just got to figure out how to, you know, position yeah. that. Um, so tell me more about the the details in the book. You know, I've, I've, sadly, I have not read your book, so I need to get my hands on that and read it. But, um, you know, go into a little bit more specifics sure. into how do we change that mindset of, of listening more than talking, I would imagine. And how do we uh, how do we implement that with our sales staff if we have a, a team? Yeah, boy, those are two really good questions. So in the book, I talk about... Um, I really go through that whole mindset and the foundation of where it came from. So I have a chapter called um, the ABCs of sales have changed. So anyone who's been in sales for a while probably knows ABCs are always, always be, closing, be closing, right? From Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. So the problem with that is that if you're always closing, then you're always looking at every single person and every single situation as a potential sale, Right. No one wants to be treated that way. If we change it to always be curious, then it takes all of that away. It makes it so much easier just to be in the moment, to be our genuine self, and to learn about other people, which is what makes us attractive to other people. So always be curious. That is a strong line there. If you're watching us live on Facebook, please give us a like or what have you there and and write some comments. What do you think about that? Always be curious versus always be closing and uh, give us more examples next on what do you mean by that? How would you actually implement that in a sales process? Yeah. So uh, when you network, uh, go to networking events. This is going to sound counterintuitive, but hear me out. Go to networking events, assuming no one needs what you have to sell. Because then the way you'll show up is curious. You'll be showing up from a position of, I'd like to learn about people just for the sake of learning about them. Just for, you know, building a resource toolbox that then I can share with other people. As opposed to going to a networking event thinking, I got to be really slick. I got to get my business card in front of everyone. I got to walk away with a client or two. No, let it go, right? So if we just say to ourselves before we go, okay, my goal is to learn about two people. That's it. Just get a feel for two people. It totally changes how we present ourselves in the moment. I will submit to you. You will have more fun. You will connect with more people, really genuinely connect with more people. And you will notice the people who are being salespeople because you won't be one of them in that moment. Okay. So that's, that's one thing that huge. The second thing is when you, when you are prospecting, prospect for the meeting, 
not the sale. So, you know, we, we just have to let go of this idea that I have to sell. No, you don't. You have to get the right clients because those are the ones where the profit margin is going to be real and meaningful so that it benefits your business and it benefits them, right? It's a mutually beneficial relationship. So prospect for the meeting. And then once you're in the meeting, don't talk which I know is counterintuitive for people. But have your list of questions and make sure you get answers to them. One of the things salespeople don't do is they don't make sure they're getting answers to questions because they don't want to feel like, I mean, it's this weird dynamic. They'll ask the budget question, but when the person doesn't want to answer it, they'll move on. Well, the truth is you need an answer to that question because unless you know where they're at, you don't know whether you can help them or not. So, you know, we have to be able to have these conversations and ask, say, you know, seems like you're not comfortable answering that question. Could you share with me why that is? You know, what, what's stopping you? They're going to tell you something you've heard before. And you can say, you know, I've heard that before, but let's talk about that for a minute. I'm one of the ones that hate to tell people what a budget is. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, don't worry. If I get the money, I can afford you. If not, you know, I, I won't. <laughs> but I don't need to tell you I will, if I can afford you or not. I don't want to get your hopes up. <laughs> Aha. See? Oh, that's so interesting. And the yeah. other reason is you, you don't want people pricing up to your budget. Up to my right? budget level. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I yeah. don't want if I tell you, yeah, I can afford 10 grand. The 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 the, the proposal is going to come in at 9,500. <laughs> right. Exactly. 997. Right. Yeah, 997. I totally get it. However, most salespeople experience this weird thing where they don't push the question. They don't, and I'm saying in a respectful, polite way, but they don't get the answer. So then they they get everything else they think they need. They propose. And the prospect either says, wow, that's way out of my budget, or they just don't, they say, you know, we'll think about it, we'll get back to you. And then they never do. Right. How have we gained anything at, at this point, right? You feel like you have to chase them all the time. You can't figure out why they're not returning your calls. You know what? You have a need to know at least something, at least a range, at least, uh, you know, do they have champagne taste on a on a beer budget right because you can work with that if their budget if they want a whole lot of stuff and they don't have the budget for it you can talk to them about doing it piecemeal you know doing it step by step or doing a pilot program or you know what i'm not the best resource for you so let me ask you like when you're if you're doing b2b sales and you've got a you know, even my own sales team that we were marketing and promoting members to buy into the Marketing Boost uh, Solutions product line where, where we offer travel incentives to business owners. And uh, you know what? I'm going to hold that thought before we go any further. Hold just a moment, folks, for a commercial break from our sponsor, MarketingBoostSolutions.com. Hang on just a moment, please. 
It's time to wow, surprise, and impress your clients with the most powerful customer draw card available anywhere. The Marketing Boost Solution Show is brought to you by Marketing Boost, where you can get valuable travel and restaurant incentives to drive your leads from prospects to paying customers. Now you can offer complimentary hotel stays in over 130 destinations worldwide. Go to marketingboostsolutions.com and try it for free right now. Thank you for listening, folks. We're back to the Marketing Boost Solutions podcast show. I'm here with Diane Helbig, and we're talking about sales and how to acquire more sales. The last thing we were talking about was how I'm asking Diane how she might uh, you know, give ideas to my sales team where we're promoting Marketing Boost uh, travel incentive solutions to grow a business, as well as the automation platform that we provide. So we have Zoom calls with our sales team and we have, we are promoting, you know, educating our members on how to use these travel incentives or we're educating prospects how they might use our travel incentives to enhance whatever their call to action is. And then we show them, the, you know, the, the, our automation tools and platforms. And we do, you know, start out with asking questions. What are they, you know, looking for from the call? What would they? What are their questions and concerns they might already have about our products and services? Uh, we've never really asked the budget because, you know, I, I, when you say you're asking the budget, should they, should we be looking at what is your overall sales and marketing budget, or you know, because they, what is it? What is your budget for? You know, enhancing your 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 auto, your uh, CRM type customer communications, uh, they may not even be aware that they need that. So, would you right. be looking at trying to get an idea of of their overall budget for sales and marketing, or what would you recommend, for example, and what I just described? Yeah, you know, there's so many options there. I mean, one thing I would say is before you ask the budget question, you might want to ask them what they're hoping to gain from doing this, okay? That we ask, yes. Yeah, and can they quantify that? Does that have a, a dollar amount attached to it? You know, do they know what their customers are looking for in the way of incentives, what their customers have tried before, you know, this kind of thing? Because I think there's two questions that are critical for every salesperson to ask. The first one is, what will this do for your business when you move forward with this, okay? And when is a really important word. I don't say if in this situation, because you want them to be able to articulate how doing this is going to help them help their customers. You want them to say it out loud. Then the next question is, what will the impact be if you don't? And here you do use the word if. Because you also want them to be able to say out loud what won't happen for their business if they don't do this. Because then they're attaching real value to your product, your service, okay? In their mind, they get it. Because you already get it. But they have to get it. And you can't convince them of it, but you can help them identify. It either is or it isn't. If they can't answer it the question, right? right? Yeah. So it is. It's, it is. A, it's all about asking questions one way or the other. And obviously, 
choosing your questions carefully in advance and or along, you know, as you make numerous yeah. presentations over and over, start enhancing the well. And I what happened to out of out of out of sheer luck, I asked this particular question. And this was the response that ended to a sale. Remember that, write right. it down and start adding that question to your everyday uh, flow. Right. Um, so question and answers, and I followed Zig Ziglar since I was a kid. It was probably one of the first books I read. I've always been into self-help books and one of the, uh, the whole series of Zig Ziglar books. But you know, in a nutshell, one of the things he always always brought back in over and over was listen with two ears and talk with one mouth. That's why God gave you two ears and one mouth is so you could listen twice as much as you talk. And that was, you know, essentially part of the whole. And the other thing that Zig Ziglar taught was, you know, you've got to have the mindset of you are, you will get what you want in life if you can help other people get what they want in life. Exactly. Which, which means you can't sell something to somebody if they really don't, if it doesn't, if it's not a good fit. And right. if you're selling just to sell because you've got a commission to make, because you've got kids to feed, that's never going to be a long-term solution. You're going to you're never going to build referral base. You're never going to have clients uh, that are your evangelists. You're not going to have the the brand, et cetera. So you've you you sometimes have to walk away from sales because they're ready to buy your product, but you might even sometimes without without even asking closing questions, there might be somebody you know ready to buy your product, but you know yeah. it's not a good fit. You're not yeah. a good fit for them. They're not a good fit for you. You don't even want to take them on a client. You might be able to see they are nothing but going to be a major headache just based on the type of questions they ask you or what right. and and you might be better off saying you know i don't think we're a good fit let me refer you to exactly. so and so <laughs> you know the enemy that you have down the street right. <laughs> go over there go over there there's 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 definitely clients that don't fit the bill and um I have fired customers before. Sure, you know, like good for you. If you you're, I used to believe, I don't know if this has been your strategy or, or belief system, but I used to believe the customer was always right, no matter what. And and man, it made that made being in business painful. Yes. It, it, I was in the restaurant business and, you know, super all customer service, everything, you know, and customers always right and take it off the bill if they complained. And, and uh, I learned a lesson eventually that, you know, the client is not always right. And it's better to, you know, uh, it's just better to not always go that route. There's sometimes right. you want to draw the line and say, I think we've reached an area where we're not a good fit for each other. You should select another Mexican restaurant right. <laughs> <laughs> or what have you, you know, I, right? I, I agree with you. If you don't like our food, that's okay. We're, you know, I understand, but you know, there's the book, you know, yeah. uh, I didn't do that. I didn't do that back then. And it, and it drove me nuts. I ended up getting out of the restaurant business entirely. I said, I, I, I for many years after that, I, I did not like cut people anymore. I just got burnt out. I got burnt out on people and because of the restaurant business. And so years later, I finally was like, you know what? People are not the problem. It was my attitude. <laughs> but um, so we've been on for a little while here. Uh, Diane, tell us about your business coaching. How do you help business owners yourself? I mean, I kind of read your bio, but give us more specifics on how you might help and who is your avatar who is your client who do you really help the most and uh etc 
Thank you for that. So I help um, small business owners and their leadership teams. Uh, I, I am industry agnostic. You know, I really don't care about what industry they're in because business is business and sales is sales. But the way that I help them is we do a strategic planning session so I can learn more about what's, what's going on with them, what they're struggling with, you know, what they need, but also about them. So I can help them craft a strategy that's very specific to them because that's the only one they're going to implement. They're, you know, I, I can't have a cookie cutter, you know, box sort of here, just do these things because that's not how people operate. So my goal is to really learn about them, challenge some of their assumptions, some of their decisions in a, in a you know, um, uh, tough love sort of way. I'm very realistic and honest with my clients. I don't tell them what they want to hear. I, you know, have the conversation with them about what they need to hear. And together we create that strategy. And then they either keep me with them. And as my bio says, I sort of, you know, walk down the road with them as a guardrail, or if, if they're fine with their strategic plan and they want to go implement it, then they go implement it. So it just, it depends on the client. It depends on what they're struggling with. Um, that pretty much determines how long we work together. Uh, I don't have long-term contracts. I don't believe in them. We work together as long as uh, they have a need and the relationship is working. And I ba basically it's, they buy blocks of time and we just use the time as we need it. So it's, it's pretty simple. It's pretty easy. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, how would someone get a hold of you, Diane, if they want to take the next step of having a, uh, I would imagine you have a no cost obligation uh, consultation offer. <laughs> I sure do. Just like everyone else. So <laughs> they can go to uh, talkwithdiane.com and they can schedule 30 minutes with me on the phone and we will talk about whatever they've got going on. If I can help them solve that situation or, you know, give them enough input in 30 minutes. Great you know, but it gives them a sense of how I work and it gives me a sense of how they work. So by the end of 30 minutes, we both pretty much know whether it makes if sense there's, for If us. there's any kind of opportunity to move forward a little bit or or what have you. Um, okay. And one more time, where can people find your book, Diane? And uh, what's, uh, remember, repeat the title for us. Sure. So it's Succeed Without Selling. They can find it on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. They can also get a free uh, chapter, a download free chapter on my website, Helbig Enterprises. Wonderful. Well, Diane, it's been a pleasure to meet you, chat with you, and uh, talk about selling uh, or, uh, without, what is it? Succeed, Succeed without, without selling. selling. Yeah. Succeed <laughs> without selling. And that does go contradicting to everything in a way I've always bring up, you know, I always, you know, always be selling. I teach my entire organization. We're all salespeople. You know, one thing I've learned in life is most people don't like sales, right? They're always right. like, oh, I hate, I hate sales. And yet, you know, nothing moves on this planet until somebody sells something or somebody right. buys something. So we all, you know, whether you're a lawyer, attorney, a general, a dentist, whatever uh, it might be, we're, we're all in sales. And, yes. But the question is, how do we go about it? And that's where I think, Diane, your, your, your message is powerful. It's clear. Succeed without selling in the sense that you need to be um, a consultant, so to speak. You need to communicate, listen, ask questions 
see if you can actually, uh, if your service or product is actually a solution. And then again, in my mind, once you've established, folks, I'll wrap it up, at least on my opinion here, once you've established that your solution is, that your product or service is a solution to your client's needs, then I think you've earned the right to ask for the order and overcome objections. And if you believe and truly believe in your heart that your you, your service, your product, your time, your knowledge, your ability to help that person is real and sincere, then you should, you know, one way to do it is to, here it is, call me when you're ready. But I think you'll have skinny kids if you don't ask for the order. So, <laughs> and you know what, Marco? Can I add to that? I totally agree Please. with you. And if you are taking that journey with them, where you're asking questions and they're answering them, and you're repeating back what you're hearing, and you're asking the next question, there won't be objections because you'll both be heading in the same direction, and you will both come to the conclusion that this makes sense. So asking for the order will be easy. It'll be natural. It'll be, okay, so when do we start? Right, right. But even there, a lot of people are afraid to ask that simple type of question. So they did everything, even if they did everything right, they asked all the questions. They were loving each other. We were like, man, this is going to be great. And then it's like, they don't, they still don't come out and say simple, like, shall we get started? Or you want to start this Friday or next? Or, yeah. you know some sort of commitment closing question they 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 fear that and lose a, a ton of opportunities so again thank you very much dan elbert thank for you. being on our show uh those thank all of you that are listening uh will be one more commercial break here as we listen from our sponsor automation booster uh so listen to that folks and uh thank you again stay tuned to our next marketing boost solutions podcast thank you very much is your business on autopilot yet? Do you have automation in place to capture, nurture, and convert prospects into clients via email, SMS, ringless voicemails, appointment setting? Get all the inbound and outbound marketing tools in one place. Go to marketingboostsolutions.com for more on automating your business so you can make money while you sleep. Thanks for listening to another episode of Marketing Booth Solutions Podcast with your hosts, Captain Marco Torres and my buddy co-host, Christian D. Evans. Now it's on you. Take the next step now. Go to marketingboothsolutions.com for more on how you can wow, delight, and surprise your clients with the most amazing draw card on the planet. So stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty for knowledge. See you next time.